0: Body, good afternoon, mind, everyone. Spirit Radio, your life connection to the information for a healthy body, an enlightened mind, and a renewed spirit.
1: Yes, good afternoon again, everyone, and welcome to We Get Results. It's Tuesday, June 26, 2018, and I'm your host, Mary Singer Albertson. If you haven't joined me before, my program airs the fourth Tuesday of the month at 1 p.m. Eastern, and it's archived for later listening. Today's show was pre-recorded last Friday, June 22nd. So we will hear plans for last Saturday's event from organizers of the Poor People's Campaign, and information on events that are coming up also on June 30th. The purpose of my show totally is is that for every time is that uh, results get we get results is informing listeners of ways that they can get involved and make a difference in the U.S. and globally. Be the change you want to see in the world. So one of the best ways I've found for one person to make a difference is taking action through the Results organization. Results is a volunteer citizen's lobby, and Results is, a, is um, meeting with Congress to create the political will to end hunger and poverty in the U.S. and globally. So you can check Results out at www.results.org. So be an advocate for people who have no voice. Don't stop with online activism. We need to go deeper. Yeah. So anyway, um, I gave a little bit of information about results, and I just wanted to thank you for joining me today, and I'm anxious to hear more about the Poor People's Campaign and ways that we can get involved. Um, Why don't you
0: tell us about yourself and what we should know about PPC?
1: We'll start there. Thank
0: you so much. Thanks so much for this opportunity. Uh, My name is Sylvia Orduño, and I'm an organizer with Michigan Welfare Rights Organization. Uh, It's a statewide organization for poor people. We organize um, people who especially have had trouble getting employment, who are unemployed, underemployed, even unemployable, that it's gotten more and more difficult for poor people to get the skills and training that they need to get uh, living wage jobs. And that it's just um, getting more difficult for people who, you know, are even working these low-wage jobs to just make ends meet. So what we do is work with folks across the state to try and advocate for the rights of poor people to have the basic needs that they um, deserve. You got to have a roof. You got to have food, water, to be able to just live. Um, and being in one of these cold states. Up in the United States, it's, it's really difficult when you live in the snow and don't have these basic uh, utilities, for example. So we have been organizing very closely with the National Poor People's Campaign. We're one of the approximately 40 states, including D.C., that has a state chapter. And we've been working, actually just coming out of 40 days of action, where for the past six weeks we have had marches, rallies, and, and uh, nonviolent direct action, state capital. The last week, we decided to move it to the city of Detroit, because we've got many more people who weren't able to make that hour and a half drive out to our state capitol for the protest. And we had even greater numbers of folks turn out. And so we are getting ready for uh, a bus trip that's leaving tonight that's going to be driving all night to D.C., along with many other buses leaving from across the country for a national rally and march in the nation's capital tomorrow. Are you going to be there? Um, Unfortunately, I won't be there. (laughs) I've got to work. Okay. But I'm actually organizing the people who are going to be traveling, and it's great to see because we've got folks coming from all over the state who are getting on this bus, and then we've got other caravans of people who are driving separately on their own. In fact, there's a a few groups have left earlier this week and are already there. They're participating in additional trainings so that when we start planning these 40 days of action, when we come back to the states, we're gonna get ready for a next set of different activities kind of tailored more to what are some of the issues that we've been addressing throughout the campaign, which are around systemic racism, around poverty and unemployment, Uh, cuts to our educational systems, to the criminalization Mm -hmm. of people that have made it difficult for them to be able to get work after they um, have done their time, to Mm -hmm. gender issues around discrimination for LGBTQ people and and so on. There's many issues that we want to come back on and even look at some of the specific legislation that we want to help advance that address some of the many issues of poor and low income people.
1: How long um, PPC has been around doing this work?
0: So there was um, at least three years of planning that's led up to this moment. So there's been a long-time recognition that the work that Dr. King was doing in 1968 that was cut tragically short when he was assassinated um, at the moment when he was starting to organize poor people, poor campaign, um, uh, actually people who are janitorial workers who were beginning this poor people's campaign, that that moment that was stopped very violently, was in the middle of moving from civil rights to economic rights, which is a whole different way of trying to advance the basic rights that people have as human beings, to not just have the right to vote or to have a place to live without discrimination, but to have the right Mm -hmm. to earn a living, to be able to provide economically for their families, and to challenge some of the ways that either our governments or our businesses uh, address these issues so that we do have a right to live because you can if you can't pay for anything basically in the united states you you can't have it and so that's one of the things that this campaign has really tried to push on and and highlight that in the the world the way that it's changing that many of the jobs that we've had traditionally are now being done either through robots or technology is making it so that you need less workers when we actually have more Mm -hmm. people that are unemployed and need work. So these economic issues have been a a big part of this. So across the country, in getting ready to build the campaign for this moment that we're at right now, there were bus tours that were taking place going to different towns and having town hall meetings, listening to poor, low-income people from anywhere from the Appalachian communities to uh, Indian reservations to urban cities, to suburban towns and rural communities, trying to really get a sense of what are the different issues that are affecting people 50 years later, many of them the same, mm-hmm. but many of them new in terms of how it is that the country has changed and how poverty has actually increased. So uh, the work um, that was done to sort of lay the foundation is that where it's got us to be able to mobilize people in so many different states today. Wow, well, that's that's really good. It sounds like a, a great organization. Yes.
1: Okay, so I just wondered how many people you thought might be uh, showing up in Washington.
0: Well, we know it's in the thousands. Here in Michigan, mm-hmm. what we've been doing is asking everyone to sign pledge cards. In fact, that's the way that we've been mobilizing people across the country, is in order to be able to get people to say, yes, we believe in the principles, of the Poor People's Campaign. There's a lot of work that we've got to do, not just in our localities um, or municipalities, but also at our state levels. And so we have gotten over 3,000 pledge cards signed just in the state of Michigan, and it's it's growing. That's the amazing part of this. And so we know that other states are doing the same. So we're expecting upwards of 100,000 people in D C but I think part of it is gonna be a matter of how much people are able to get there because it's not it's not easy for poor people to be able to raise enough funds to travel. So we've been doing a lot of fundraising and there's a lot of work to get people who live within driving distance of the nation's capital to be there as much as possible. But this is at least the goal. Well that sounds really exciting and
1: I'm hoping you know the, the next show that I have that will be in July I want to do an update of what happened in D.C. and what's going to be happening on events that you're going to have on June 30th. I, I love the name uh, Global Day of Solidarity, Mass Rally, a, nation, a national call for moral revival. And that's what we yeah. need in so many areas in the United States right now. What do you think, what would you say would be the most difficult or the biggest, Issue that you have right now that you're trying To get through to Congress Gosh
0: It's always hard to pick one there's so many things But we know that right now Right now the safety net Continues to be something that's under Attack by our elected officials Mm -hmm. There's um, You know and and again one of the things Between uh, 1968 And today is there Continues to be this ongoing Assault against poor people this uh, mm-hmm. Ongoing sort of propaganda that says, you know, poor people are poor because that's their choice. That if you mm. made the right decisions or if you, you know, had the right people that you had children with, you would not be having these broken families. You would not be in the poverty that you are when many of these conditions are outside of any individual's decision. The fact that people are paying yeah. a certain wage isn't a fault of theirs, it's because of the way that our laws are set up to keep people um, basically in poverty, that uh, racism and sexism are very much other factors in whether or not you are able to get a job or keep a job. So there's not Mm -hmm. a lot of truth in at least the way that the messaging comes across in order to say we don't need programs to protect the poor or to provide assistance Mm -hmm. for people who are struggling because these are really individual choices that you've made. When we wholesale, you just say that's just not true. It's a system that keeps people poor. So what we've been trying to do, at least, is to continue saying, look, it's in everyone's interest to make sure that the least among us continue to have what they need to survive. It's not even about to live well. It's just really to survive. For so many years, many of our our local governments, our state governments, where we have to live these out on a daily basis, know that we've got to provide shelter for the homeless. We've got to provide food for the mm-hmm. hungry and and other sort of basic needs. But as these monies start to disappear, then it becomes more impactful on local residents who are trying to figure out, well, how do we defend the least among us? So right now mm-hmm. some of the attacks on the safety net are coming in the way of food stamp benefits, or what's known now as the SNAP benefits, or even the right. Medicaid assistance funds that come down to the states to help people who are poor but need uh, health care. So we're asking mm-hmm. Congress to please not take any more monies away because they've traditionally been wrapped up with the, the farm funds that go to farmers. It's usually in those package of bills. And so we yes. don't want to have poor people... Who need uh, food assistance to not be able to get that assistance because of politics? We're saying please just mm-hmm. continue to provide the resources that that poor families need while our nation is trying to figure out as a whole how it is that we can continue to build jobs, increase jobs. But when they're not there, we've got to we've got to find ways to continue to figure out how we defend the least among us, because those are often the families with babies and children and seniors and Mm -hmm. chronically ill, people with disabilities, and so we've, we've got to do the right thing. In the state of Michigan, one of the things that we're trying to challenge right now is there's something that's getting ready to go to Governor Snyder's desk for signing that says that people who are now receiving Medicaid benefits have to do 20 hours of work or volunteer service per week, which really makes Mm -hmm. no sense at all and is really in no ways even practically possible. So if you are on Medicaid, it's because you qualify as a poor person and because it's been determined by the doctor with information through the Department of Health and Human Services that you are not capable of, for one, paying for your own health care and your medical conditions require this kind of assistance. So these kind of decisions should be between a doctor and patient, not between politicians. And so, if we're right. going to be sending poor, sick people out to work, or saying you now have a responsibility to do volunteer service, we've done nothing to even help them with that capacity. There's no transportation assistance. There's no childcare help. There's nothing that. Gives you any job training, you're just told, go out and figure it out and put in those hours, or we're going to cut off your Medicaid health care assistance, which is mm-hmm. really just cruel and harmful to us in so many ways.
1: It is. There, you know, Medicaid has been like the one way that uh, the poor children can get health care. Um, that's exactly yes. what Results is working on right now domestically. And in fact, we've been making call after call to legislators about the farm bill, including SNAP. And unfortunately, I just got a message saying uh, the update on SNAP, um, the House just passed the farm bill. And the House's version of the farm bill is, you know, sadly it passed by two votes. Now it's going to the Senate, and they are going to be working to pass their part of the farm bill. Um, They will be attaching amendments that could um, cut restrict or change the structure of SNAP so this week what we all need to do is to call our um, senators and uh, call the senators and ask them to vote no um, on any of these amendments that would change the structure of SNAP if people would like to do that you can call 202-224-3121 the uh, congressional operator and ask for your senators offices Anything else on that as far as the new legislation that you've heard or anything? That's, that's about the latest I heard as well. So anyway, like I said, we're pre-recording today on Friday and by Tuesday, hopefully when this airs, they won't have done it yet, but we would need people to call call their senators right away uh, and try to keep them from voting yes to harmful amendments that might be attached to the farm bill in the Senate. So as far as Nicole, I don't, her on yet but um can you tell us just a little bit about her did she is she going oh i'm sorry she's in dc right now getting ready um have you heard any more from her
0: just a little bit i'm actually keeping up with the the delegation that she's a part of with her children in dc they've been okay. posting a lot of really exciting things on facebook and so if you go okay. to the Michigan Poor People's Campaign Facebook page. You'll be able to see her and and some of our other official delegates who are participating in in lots of new rallies and song preparation and um, other kinds of activities as they're getting ready to greet these thousands of people who are going to be arriving between tonight and tomorrow. So she's one Mm -hmm. of the folks who are also part of these trainings and workshops that are going to be, discussing what are these things that we want to do at the national level in these post-40 days. So we're really glad mm-hmm. to have her there as one of our delegates. And where does she live? Where is she from? Nicole you is know? from Detroit. She's a Yeah, she's an amazing oh, okay. activist. She's a mom of seven. She's got two um, oh. children, well, I guess men, <laughs> who are in the military. So she's got uh-huh. a, a strong family of, of service to the country as well. But she's also been one of our families that has been directly impacted by the years of water shutoffs here in the city of Detroit. Mm. And that's one of the main issues that we've been taking forward to the Poor People's Campaign and talking about this crisis that we've experienced here in Detroit and in Flint, the massive contamination there that's still ongoing for Mm. four-plus years now. And how this issue of our nation's infrastructure and the lack of like preparation really and resources to be able to figure out how it is that we repair and replace all of these lead pipes in so many of our cities is something that is, you know, we see is coming down to be a, a really big crisis because there, there's no money in any huge ways to fix it. Cause we're looking at a need of between one to $3 trillion to address our nation's oh. water systems. And that, mm-hmm. you know, there's, there's really no way of figuring out how it's going to be, be paid. We know that uh, just uh, two days ago here in the city of Detroit, our water bills were going up another 4% starting July 1st. And this happens almost every year. And so we're at a pace now where people can't keep up with the cost of water. And so their water is shut off. There are upwards of 150,000 homes who've been shut off in recent years. And you know, it's it's not sustainable to keep saying, Well, we'll just help people temporarily. You're eligible once a year to get assistance mm-hmm. on your bills. But we keep saying we've got to look at this in other ways where we actually develop at the state levels, at the national levels, water affordability plans based on income. Mhm. Wow, that's just there are just so many things.
1: I um I think that that one thing that's been really not good and and I'm really worried about is that the current administration uh, with their uh, tax, the new taxes, um, and giving a tax break to millionaires and billionaires, I know I've heard people say, well, they're going to come back after they've done that and they have no money left and say, oh, we have no money for for the programs for the poor, you know, Uh, we just don't have any. Well, it's because they were giving tax breaks to the millionaires and billionaires for one thing anyway, at least part of it. But it's really unconscionable the things that they are doing right now that will not help the poor and and put them further into poverty. And that's, uh, like I said, the Medicaid part and the SNAP part, that's all things that that Results is working on. And we meet with all the reps uh, from the House, uh, National House, U.S. House um, in this area and talk to them. And then we go next month for our international conference in D.C., where uh, we uh, results people from Detroit and Ann Arbor plan to see every Michigan congressional office in two days. Last year we had ten meetings the first day and six meetings the second day. And um, results research is what the best way is to use, you know, use the money, the small amount of money that that uh, they put in. So. We'll be doing that next month, and, you know, maybe there's someone from the D.C. area, from PPC, that might want to come with us. So I'll have to talk to you about that later. That would be great. But, yeah, we work globally also, and we have two people, one from the Gambia, two people from Africa that are that are in our group that are, are coming to talk, talk about global hunger and poverty also. We work on that, and... um uh, so we'll be doing that in, in D.C. the uh, middle of July. So I guess the other thing I... Um, That's terrific. Anything more, about, anything more about the event? Well, it's tomorrow, but when you get this, it will have already happened. Anything more about the, the rally? I know I, I, I just really, um, you know, love the way they said, Global Day of Solidarity, a national call for moral revival. I feel the people in there right now, we know with, with what's happening with immigration and all the babies that have been, that are pretty much what we feel abused or kidnapped uh, right now, that are um, taken away from their parents at eight months um, or older, um, is so morally wrong that it's just you know it's hard to sleep at night. So you're right. Um, it's I don't it's know an
0: it's an outrage. I, I can't believe that this is the nation that we're living in at this moment where I know not only an embarrassment to the rest of the country with the way our executive branch has been behaving, but the choices that are being made, we're in strict violation of the human rights that we say we demand of other countries around the world. So we are Right. right now part of a system that is denying the basic human rights of people who are fleeing prosecution, persecution in their nations. Mm -hmm. And, and very much, you know, also because of the choices that our government and our corporations make when they go to other nations and saying, look, we want to set up companies. We want to extract your resources. We're going to change the way that your workers work. And so we put people out of work off of their land in other nations and, and it causes great Mm -hmm. poverty on top of the issues they're already addressing. So, when people are fleeing violence and and poverty and other issues that make them take that choice of having to leave their home and travel to another place for safety or for work, we have to also look at the ways that our government and corporations have affected that. So we should not act as if people are just coming on their own because we've right. got nothing to do with that, that reason. No one ever chooses to leave their home. People want to be able to raise their families near their other relatives and and have community where they're at. But when you feel as if you have no other choice and your children are going to die if you don't make a choice, people will trek yeah. across miles and deserts and rivers and whatever it takes to get to a place that they believe will offer them the political or economic safety that they need. So when we've seen families for years that have come to the borders basically pleading for help, doing whatever it takes to make sure that their children don't die, we've got to figure mm-hmm. out ways that we can address these that aren't about treating what we're seeing out people like animals. We're putting babies in cages, and it's no exaggeration yeah. to say that because we've seen the images oh. where they're housed in warehouses in chain-link fences you know, with mm-hmm. being wrapped in like a foil blanket, you know, in conditions that right. we, would, we would not even treat our pets like that. We've got better um, humane shelters for animals than we've got for the way that some of these immigrant families are exactly. being treated right now. We should be outraged as a country, just absolutely outraged. I know. And so this well, is also that a something lot of that's going to be are. hugely discussed in Washington tomorrow. Yeah,
1: and we'll be discussing it too in a few weeks Um Yes. In DC also. And I think, you know, talking about that, we've got places for people to get involved. You know, they can go to results.org and there's organizations, uh, there are groups all over the United States. Uh, they can go to the Poor People's Campaign. My husband is also with Citizens Climate Lobby for the environment, for water, for Saving the planet because we're getting close to not being able to save the planet. Look at all the weather that's happening and everything else that's going on um, as far as floods and earthquakes and everything else. Yes. So if any There of is something
0: things, that, people, that your listeners can do if they're interested. Okay. Right now, there, yeah. there are complaints that are going to the Organization of American States. It's something that the mm-hmm. United States has been a part of since, I believe, 1948. We are in um, actually in signed agreements with other nations in Central and South America to say that we defend and protect human rights and other kinds of mm-hmm. um, international covenants that we've, that we've signed on to. This is different from the United Nations, and it's something uh-huh. that actually has been enforceable. Um, many um, Latin American nations are filing a formal complaint with the Organization of American States, also shorted as OAS. And we um, are asking for people from across the United States to contact the Organization of American States and also file their okay. own complaint against the U.S. government in agreement with what Mexico and other nations are going to be filing so that we can actually get some legal what is happening with the situation about the treatment of migrants and immigrants. So um, mm-hmm. people can, there's a, there's oh, a good. phone number, if I can give that phone number, it's 202-370-5000. Yes, right yeah. And then you can be directed okay. to uh, be able to file your complaint as a, as a U.S. citizen. So this will be really helpful.
1: That sounds great. You know, people sometimes look at stuff and go, oh, you know, I don't know what to do exactly, but you don't need to know anything. All you need to know is that you have the phone number, you can call, it doesn't matter, you know, how much you know, you just know that you have a complaint because this is happening. And I think the scariest part right now is that nobody knows if these thousands of children are ever going to get back to their families. They don't even have a piece of paper with them, babies are Babies that are eight months old can't talk. They can't say where they're from or who their parents are. That's right. And I know we already have some babies in Grand Rapids, Michigan, right now that that are there. And I know that the mayor of New York City was very upset because he didn't even know all these 200-and-some kids were coming into New York. You know, they don't have a yes. clue as to what's happening. It's like the administration is flying by the seat of its pants. It doesn't know what it's doing. This is what happens when you get people in, that do not know government and have not ever worked, you know, in a national level like this and have to figure things out and know things ahead of time because it seems as President Trump just says whatever he wants and then that happens and there's nothing else behind it to help organize it. So this is going to be very, very difficult. And I know, like, I was happy that Melania Trump went down to see some of the kids yesterday and then we find out that she got to go somewhere where there were something like 10 to 14 or teenage boys, maybe 60 in one place, that was very organized. But she never got to go, and ne- neither has anybody else gotten to go where
0: babies and toddlers are
1: and see how much well, they crying don't want to and show wailing. those images,
0: and so- right? How no, much outrage right. would there be if we actually saw those pictures? Yeah.
1: So I just hope people understand that. I hope people... Make sure every single person votes in November and votes for some for the people you vote for, just make sure you really research them, see what's happened, see what's going to be good for all people, not just the rich. Right now all they care about is wealthy, rich people and corporations that might donate to them to keep them in office. We cannot do this anymore. This nobody's working for the people of America. They're just working for the people that are there Friends and cohorts and whatever things they've been doing probably illegal, which we will find out from Robert Miller's investigation hopefully very soon, the sooner the better. So um, that's a very good idea of something they can do. Um, Like I said, they can also call Congress and ask for their senators' offices to tell them to vote no on the Senate Farm Bill if it includes anything that will hurt or change Food stamps—it's been going down and down as far as the benefits. The last time it was up for uh, change, we lobbied because they wanted to take. I think it was—I feel like it was—I feel like it was forty billion dollars or forty million dollars, and I almost think it was forty billion dollars out of out of SNAP. And I think it got down to we got it down to eight or nine, uh, eight or nine billion. I think it's billion with a B. Um, from lobbying, but it's been going down and down. They can't make it even on what they're getting for, from SNAP right now, and um, something like 300,000 women over so many years have had to quit their jobs because they can't afford childcare. There's no point in going to work when you end up having to pay so much that you're paying someone to babysit almost as much as as you are making. Uh, people can't do that. We need to we need to fix all of that and and fast because. You know, one in probably four kids in the United States now are um, food insecure. They don't know if they're going to eat today. You know, Mommy, am I going to get any food today? How would you like to be the one that says no, no food? You know, it's it's just, it really is unconscionable and horrific. So I'm glad that you're doing so much to work on.
0: We'll uh,
1: get in touch with um, the... Um, Poor People's Campaign. Tell us what's happening, because uh, there are some things when the, after this airs Tuesday that are happening the following Saturday on June 30th. So can you tell
0: us a little bit about that? Sure. So it follows up very much with some of what we've said here about the uh, crackdown on immigration and the human rights denials of, of migrants. And so many communities mm-hmm. across the country are going to be organizing different actions in their cities and states to say that they absolutely object to the president's policies around separating families. And even though he did sign an mm-hmm. executive order, there's still not a lot of clarity or even faith that right. it's going to be executed properly. And it still doesn't address mm-hmm. what's happening uh, with, like you said earlier. What happens to all the children that have already been separated? How will they be reunited with families? And can they even be reunited with families? There's still huge questions and huge problems. And so there still isn't even an answer for how it is that any new families who are coming in, how they and their uh, family units will be remained together and what kind of conditions Mm -hmm. they'll be living under. We can't continue to Mm -hmm. have people be placed in cages or placed with barbed wire like animals that we've got to address this in humanitarian ways and ensure that people Mm -hmm. who are truly here that need to have their economic and their political crises addressed, that we're addressing them in ways that apply to the laws that we have in place to do that and to not just Mm -hmm. act in any kind of rogue fashion the way that our, our administration has been doing. So there'll be people protesting in many communities across the country And so, as I understand, there is some information at the national level that you can look at that identifies where it is that people are mobilizing. Um, So Uh they are under um, different umbrellas, but many of them are under Keep Families Together. So you can look for the group in your community that is organizing something, and then you can sign on or turn up to wherever they're going to be having those mass rallies. I
1: know I saw, I, I went on some of it this morning and um, they said the states and they said what communities they thought, you know, the states were going to have something and then there was a whole load of them in Michigan. I know yes. that uh, two of them that I saw that are close to me would be Detroit and Ann Arbor. I know yes. that they're all over the place. I think they're even like up in Houghton and the UP and, and all over. And the more people, yeah, there's There's the better. one website
0: I can I can tell you about if that helps. Okay, so one of them, um, it's actually organized by moveon.org, and the website uh-huh. is called Families Families Belong Together, and they've got on mm-hmm. there listed dozens of cities in, I think, almost every state now where they are going to be organizing different actions. And so you can go on and find your city and or find the nearest city to you, and then you can find out um, how to register online or at least where to go. So that's one place that's doing a lot of uh, group mobilizing. Yeah, MoveOn does a lot of great work organizing everything.
1: And uh, I think the other thing about the the kids and you know what are they even feeding the kids that they've been taking from their parents and what if it's an yes. eight month old baby that's been only nursed and mother's gone exactly you know and they exactly and started the thing. Who started the thing where you aren't, they weren't supposed to touch them or hug them? I don't get that. Who did that? I mean, what, why would they do that? These um, are concentration you know, got...
0: camp conditions. So we should yeah. not be yeah. fooling ourselves in any way to think that what's happening now is not like anything that we've seen in our horrible past with Japanese concentration yes. camps or hopefully nothing that ever looks like what we saw in the Jewish Holocaust. But these are the same kind of conditions where we start getting the public to think, well, These people did Mm -hmm. something wrong, so we've got to treat them this way. No, we've got to break out of that horrible narrative that says that people who are searching for something better or people who look different must be wrong. And so we've got Mm -hmm. to stop listening to the propaganda and know from our own moral and and ethical consciousness that these are wrong situations, these are wrong policies, and that we as Americans have a responsibility to stop it. That's for sure. It's not the time for anybody to sit back and,
1: like I said, there are things you can do. You can donate online. Uh, I made a donation yesterday and there's, you know, millions of dollars. I think they said Hillary Clinton had already um, uh, gotten donations in the millions. Maybe it was, I don't remember now exactly what it was, but it was either a million or a couple million dollars already There's something online where I think it's something like, uh, I don't remember how many millions of dollars, but just, you know, people are giving money. They are trying to help. It's just so vast. And with kids all over now, all over the country, how are they ever going to do it? The other thing, like you said, is if those people are waiting and are done with what they had to do with immigration, where are they supposed to stay? They don't have any money. How are they supposed to get these kids? They're flying all over. Luckily the airlines are starting to say we will not fly any of these kids anywhere. And all the uh uh governors who are saying we're going to take our troops back or we're not going to send them to the border because this is ridiculous. So you can imagine what the whole world thinks of us now. You know,
0: this if administration we, we has pretty be, much cut off Yeah. We we, off we should just our, be outright uh, they should be outright ashamed. I'm embarrassed to be uh you know a citizen of this country in this moment, knowing that this is how our government is acting, saying that they're doing it on our behalf when we know that's not true. So many more of us across this country, millions of us do not believe at all in the way that this is behaving. And, again, we have a history of never learning from our past in this way. How many many years did we remove um, African-American babies from their parents? How many times did we have Native American babies removed from their parents and sent to boarding schools and said that they were being – taught to live in better ways and the child trauma mm-hmm. that many generations have still continue to carry on we we're doing something that is irreversible in the harm to these children today and so exactly. even if the even if the ones who have already been removed from their parents are hopefully ever reunited it it will never be the same never be the same that's right i ta- i uh,
1: listened to a pediatrician that was a national head of pediatrician organization, and uh, she said even if they're gone from their family for 72 hours, that 72 hours to them is like a lifetime. They are scared to death. It's going to change their brain. It's going to change their personality. It's going to change everything about them forever. And that's that's just if it was like three days, if it was three months or whatever it's it's mind-boggling you can't even imagine when your child gets lost from you in a store for one minute how freaked out you are and this is just horrible so yeah we all need to do something i think the things that you guys are doing um are are wonderful i'm so glad to hear about it i'm glad that you came on to talk about it and evidently nicole couldn't get with us today but i'm going to talk next month at least i'm probably going to put this back on with Uh, part of it, and then have someone, maybe even Nicole, talk about what happened in D.C. and um, what happened on the 30th with things around the country. So is there anything else you'd like to leave us
0: with, Sylvia? I think I would just basically say that, look, we we never wait for someone to invite you to participate in something. What's happening all around us is something that we all have to just say, look, I've heard enough, I've had enough, and I'm going to find a way to make it clear that this is not, what I believe and or or what I stand for. So please find something that that is important to you and find a way to speak out against it, whether it's writing a letter or calling your elected representative or showing up at one of one of these many spaces where people are mm-hmm. gathering now to say publicly, Yes, I, I don't believe this and I want to change it. So that's what we need is everyone to just stand up right. and say, look, we, we have we can do better.
1: Yes, we definitely can do better. And they also need, like, donations to help for the buses going to D.C. um, and for everything else. So if you're able, make a donation. If you're not able, use your computer and your phone, and you can do plenty of things with that. So anyone else can call me or email me, malbertson05 at aol.com, 248-756-6270. If you have any questions or you want to, Want to take action. You know, this is, we are the ones we've been waiting for. There's no one else coming. We're it.
0: That's right. We have to take this
1: on. We have to take it on. So thank you so much for being on with me, Sylvia. And uh, good luck with everything. All right. Take care.
0: Have a great day. Bye bye. You too.